What is up, everybody? Let me get this graphic out of the way. Uh, welcome to the channel. Thank you guys so much for joining me here today. I am very excited because I've been doing these monthly prediction shows for all of the major pay-per-views, and I've had some pretty awesome guests on here uh, in the past. And I have a guest today that I cannot wait to bring on because this is the first time that we are doing a one-on-one -on -one show. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome F4W Online's very own Brian Alvarez. What's up, Brian? Hello. Is this really the first time we've done this one-on-one? -on -one? Yes, because when I was on the Twitch show on Wrestling Observer Live, it was myself, you, and Mike. And then the other shows that we've done, there's always been somebody else. So this is our first official one-on-one -on -one show. Excellent. Awesome. So first of all, thank you so much for doing this with me. Well, I know that you're on vacation, so never, I appreciate it. Vacation. <laughs> you I go never to different fully. places to do work. That's what I do. <laughs> I think that's the perks, too, of being like being able to do this job. You can pretty much do it from wherever or anywhere. Uh, in theory, yes. But, uh, you know, I always run into some Internet issue or, or whatever. But in general, yes, I can I can largely do it from pretty much anywhere. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. So before we get into our AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door predictions, I do want to let you guys know that you can take part in the chat. This is a very interactive show. So if you guys want to send in your thoughts, send in your comments, you are more than welcome to. In order to take part in the chat, you do have to be a subscriber. So make sure you guys click that subscribe button. On top of that, if you want to make sure your question, your comment, or your statement gets read on the stream, 100% guaranteed you can go ahead and send in a a super chat and your question comment or statement will be read for sure but let's go ahead and get right into this so brian before we run down each and every single match here today because we do got 10 matches to talk about i want to start off by asking you kind of a broad question but what was your reaction to the announcement of this uh joint show between aew and new japan pro wrestling and from that point on what do you think the build heading into this pay-per-view has been like well, I mean, I was I was pretty excited when they announced it, and uh, I was immediately told to temper expectations as far as like the card, because there's always going to be politics involved, and you know we found out about people that can't work the show like uh, Penta and Phoenix and now Andrade, but uh, you know we were talking about it on Observer Live today. The and everyone's talking about politics, and there's really only one match that was changed as a result of politics. And, uh, and that's the Andrade match. When, when Andrade ended up being pulled from the show, he said he was supposed to be facing Will Ospreay. And I presume that's true. But, you know, as far as like Penta and Phoenix, I mean, they've known forever that they weren't going to be able to be on the show. So I suppose it's possible that they thought that Andrade would be fine and then they found out he wouldn't. But that's the only match that has been changed because of politics. Really, if you are if you don't like the booking of this show, if you don't like the matches and the way the, the Dynamite and Rampage have, have put everything together, that's not politics. And that's not even, you know, really Tony Khan. What it is, is so many guys have gotten hurt. And so if you look at, I don't know exactly what the original card is. We know some of the matches, obviously, but... Uh, I was going through the card and I don't remember exactly, but I think of the 10 matches, about seven of them have changed as a result of people getting hurt. So, you know, I, if you don't like the show, if you don't like the card, I mean, you're welcome to not like it. If you don't know, if you don't like the matches that are put together, you don't have to buy the show. 
But a lot of this was never the way that it was intended to be. When they put this card together, the card they put together was vastly different than the card that we're going to be getting on Sunday. I still think it's going to be a great show, but it's very different from what it was originally going to be. And that's, you know, it sucks because obviously you can't, it's not like you can do anything when it comes to like injuries. If these injuries happen, well, you know, it, it's wrestling, right? It's bound to happen at some point. It's just unfortunate that all of these, like, especially for guys like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, you know, these big name guys that because of these injuries, they can't take part or, you know, whatever's going on with them, they can't take part in this show. So it does suck that, you know, all of this happened. And there was some criticism online from fans in regards to the card, in regards to the belt, maybe because there aren't enough dream matches etc but I do think that last night we got you know I think it was like four additional matches that were announced so the card definitely got expanded a little bit more uh, in regards to AEW and those changes like you said those seven matches that you know drastically changed etc uh, do you think AEW has done a good job with the replacements that they've done the match changes that they have done in order to make the show feel uh, you know extra special I, I think it depends on uh, you know how long they how long they've had uh, to make the change. So, for example, like uh, Moxley Tanahashi, uh, that thing you know they started putting that together weeks ago, and so because they had more lead time, I think that uh, I'm I am thrilled that we're going to get to see uh, John Moxley Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, for the interim AEW title. You know, I, I would have liked to have seen, you know, the original match, but I'm I'm perfectly content with this one. But, uh, you know, other matches where, you know, it was young. Let's see. I have to get the card right here. Whatever they whatever they announced <laughs> last night for the Young Bucks. I mean, you know, if you think about the history of AEW, the Young Bucks uh, place in that history and the fact that this is the first ever Forbidden Door show. And they're in a random eight-man tag. And so random that when Darby was was running it down last night, like even, even he it was like he'd been told right before the match started what this match was going to be. So uh, uh, you probably could have found it faster than me. But regardless. Oh, yeah, let me put this up. Oh, yeah. uh, so uh, it's the Bullet Club uh, versus Dudes with Attitudes. That's the match yes. that you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Young Bucks, Phantasmo, and Hikaleo against Sting, Darby, Shingo, and Hiromu. No video for Shingo. No video for Hiromu. No video for Hikaleo. No video for Phantasmo. It was just like all of these names. At the, like 10 minutes before the show, I guess 20 minutes before the show went off the air. Darby's spouting out these names. And then boom, we go to uh, Excalibur who, uh, you know, they need to get uh, Brian Danielson reading all the matches because he can read 400 words a minute. But anyway, he rattles off all of these matches, and it was like, wow. And I, I think, I don't know this 100%, but I'm pretty confident. I think that Kyle was also supposed to be in this match, and I think he got medically uh, disqualified yesterday. So, you know, they had no time to put together whatever this match ended up being. So, no, that was a huge disappointment. I mean, I think it's going to be a good match. But it just came out of nowhere. If you're a casual viewer, you have no idea who is in this match because they had 12 hours to put this one together, most likely. So, yeah, certain matches, they've done a better job fixing it up than others. 
And I think it's largely a result of when they found out matches were going to have to be changed and how much time they had to change them. Exactly. I, I completely agree with you on all of that. So let's go ahead and talk about these matches, because like you said, there are some that kind of feel a little bit random and then some that you're like, OK, you know what? I can see this working out and being a good, solid match and whatnot. Uh, so let's go ahead and kick things off. We got the buy in match here. And this we is also Max got Caster. Blower, so I apologize. For that. <laughs> oh, no, you're it's OK. Loud. I can shut this window. No, that's okay. I don't want you to like be like super hot or something like in there. So you're yeah, you're totally fine. Uh, let's go ahead and kick these off with this buy-in match. Uh, we got Max Caster in the Gun Club uh, versus members of the New Japan uh, Dojo. Uh, Brian, kicking things off with this uh, buy-in match. What do you think in terms of this one being announced? Uh, I watch a lot of New Japan Strong, so I like the match because I like everybody on the uh, New Japan Strong team. And I think that, uh, you know, if you... Uh, oh yeah! Now we can I'm hear sure the now we can hear the leaf blower. At first, we weren't really hearing it too much, and now I can definitely hear it. Um, VTW while Brian closes his window, guys. For those of you in here, once again, if you want to get your question, Anything comment, else? or statement read, send in a super chat. It was funny because I didn't hear it at first, and now I can totally hear it. <laughs> Christmas, yeah. Uh, Yuya Uemura is awesome. Uh, you know, he's gonna main event the dome within five years. Alex Coglin has got the strongman gimmick, which is going to get over huge. Kevin Knight, uh, actually Buddy Wayne trainee uh, from around here, and the DKC. Uh, Max Caster and the Gun Club, uh, the gimmick is super over. So I think it's going to be, uh, I don't know if it'll be a great match, but I think it's going to be a good match. And I think you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, cool things. So it doesn't matter which side wins. I think there, if you, you know, whatever, whatever happens as far as like what side wins the matches on the main show will probably determine who wins this match. It doesn't matter, but I think it's going to be good. I think so too. And I think for me, I feel like it's definitely going to be like Max Caster and the gun club taking the win for this one here. I don't know why that's just the direction that I'm heading towards, but uh, let's go ahead and jump into the next match. You kind of already shared a little bit of your thoughts here, but obviously this was the bullet club versus the dudes with attitudes. Uh, so in regards to, I, I know, like you said, this, this was a very random pairing and whatnot uh, in regards to who you actually think is going to win. Do you think it's a shoe in for either side to get the victory here? I do not think it is a shoe-in, but, uh, you know, the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks are the tag team champions, and uh, I think everybody is aware that uh, prior to Jeff Hardy being, you know, pulled over and arrested for his DUI, and then actually before that, the physical shape of Jeff Hardy at uh, Double or Nothing, they were going to win the tag team titles. So, uh, they didn't. And... I don't think it is out of the realm of possibility that uh, Darby or Sting pins one of the Young Bucks. And we have the Young Bucks versus Darby and Sting. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the that uh, Sting and Darby win the tag team titles and have a short run to do whatever they were going to do with the Hardys. Because the Hardys were never going to go in there and have blowaway matches with everybody. And Darby's great. Sting's 63 years old, I believe. So they may have had a storyline where, you know, we're going to have one feel-good run for the Hardys that's going to lead to something. I think they could do that with Sting and Darby, and this would be a way to set it up by having one of them pin the Bucks. 
And I love the idea, too, because it's not, you know, like if you're going to do Sting and Darby, especially because like they're so cool, you know, Sting's an icon, Sting's a legend. And Darby is a fan favorite. And even like with new viewers that like watch AEW for the first time, they tend to like gravitate towards Darby Allen. So I feel like if you're going to have them as a tag team, then, you know, right around this time period or especially as champions right around this time period would probably be the best time to execute that. So I think this is good. You know, like you said, random pairing, but I do kind of want to see uh you know them kind of get the win there too uh with uh you know sting and darby and shingo and hiromu uh and i'm so glad that they added hiromu to this as well because i think he's somebody that i'm like okay i want to see how he mixes it in with these guys i think this is going to be a fast-paced match a fun one so i'm really looking forward to this one here well dude i watched uh i know some people had a different opinion but i saw that young bucks match with the hardys and jeff hardy not even knowing where he was at and uh i thought that match was great and uh, you've got Hiromu, you've got all of these great workers in this match. And, uh, you know, and also Hikaleo, who has yeah. improved. And but I, the point I is. I feel bad. I feel bad. I but I have been, been impressed with Hikaleo. And I've seen them both now in New Japan Strong and in AEW. And I feel bad. But all the matches that I've seen of his, I haven't seen anything that I'm like, oh, well, let me cheer for this guy. I feel well, bad saying that. Yeah, he would be, I believe, the weakest link in this match. But uh, he has improved a lot. So in an eight-man tag, you have him do his best spots. I think this match is going to uh, surprise a lot of people. I think it's going to be... Uh, a great, great match. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our next match here that we're going to go ahead and talk about. I, I think you can kind of say this one's a, a somewhat a little random, too, but we got Chris Jericho teaming up with Minoru Suzuki and Sammy Guevara to take on Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. So I want to get your thoughts on the uh, the build for this, I, the, the little build that we've had, mainly more so with Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Um, but what are your thoughts on this one here? Uh, it's another one I think is going to be a, a fun match. Uh, it is weird because uh, they've teamed Minoru Suzuki with uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho, of course, the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, the sports entertainers. And uh, let me tell you who's not a uh, sports entertainer is Minoru Suzuki. But uh, he's on that team. And uh, I think it's going to be a good match. And I also think that this is another one where you know, there are certain matches for political reasons that I think it matters who's going to win. And I don't think this is one of them. I, uh, I think that either, either team could win. Um, I think obviously there's things that you could do to set up future matches. Uh, you know, Eddie pinning Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho pinning Eddie. We're going to, uh, to blood and guts. So, uh, I feel they'll probably be involved in the finish to set up uh, whatever's going to happen on Wednesday. But I mean, you could do anything here. You could beat Shota uh, Umino. You could whatever. I don't think this matters, but I think that given the level of talent in this match, I also expect it to be a very good match. That's the thing. Whatever you think about the card, and I've had people go, oh, I canceled my order, which I never believe, by the way. But uh, go ahead and cancel your if you want to. But I, I expect that when the night is over, like the people that buy the show are going to be very, very happy with what they get bell to bell throughout the night. 
I think so too. And I had people that were asking me like, oh, do you think this pay-per-view is worth buying? And there's a couple of matches that's, um, that I'm like, yeah, I think given these like certain matches, I think it is worth buying the pay-per-view. But I did have a couple of people asking me about that too. And I also like your idea, you know, about, you know, continuing to further some of these stories here. And, you know, I would even like to see like something with like Sammy Guevara and Wheeler Yuta, uh, you know, as, you know, a sub program here. I think that would be pretty awesome. So like you said, I think there's a lot of cool options. I think in terms terms of who I'm going for in terms of actual predictions. I'm probably going with Eddie Kingston's team just for the fact that I feel like they've kind of, I, I feel like they their win would kind of mean a little something more to me uh, than if it was Jericho and Suzuki and Sammy. I probably should be making actual picks right here on this prediction show. <laughs> if you want, like, yeah, like, well, it's like a prediction slash preview show. So I usually like to hound my guests and make sure they actually give a prediction. But if not, like, if you don't want to give a prediction, okay, listen, I'll take I'll a preview. Say, uh, Sting's team wins, and then I will okay. uh, predict that uh, Eddie Kingston's team wins. So we're on board with that one. We're on board. I think so. But I'd have to really think about that one because uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll, just put my, I'll put I'll put my uh, reputation out on uh, that prediction. You know, when I did this show with Lance, it got very competitive to the point where that day we were tweeting at each other. Ha, I was right on this one. Ha, I was right on that one. I don't think you'll get those tweets from me. <laughs> I'm moving on to the next match that we got here. Uh, this is one that I think is going to be a freaking knockout of a match. I think it's going to be very good. Uh, we got the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships on the line. We got the United Empire, Jeff Cobb and Great Khan versus FTR versus Rapungi Vice. Uh, first and foremost, uh, do you think that the answer for who might be winning this match is a little bit obvious given that it's a winner take all or are you expecting a surprise here brian uh i i expect ftr to win but uh i, I mean i expect ftr to win this match let's just put it that way and uh you know people are gonna get mad but you know everyone in this match is great with the exception of the great okan but uh, but what the great Okan is great at is being the great Okan. And uh, what that means is he is going to do some spots that I think are going to get super over. And because there are six people involved in this match, you know, five of them can just have a blow away match and get him in there to do what he does best. And one of the things he actually does best is, is uh, just straight amateur wrestling. So if he does a little bit of straight amateur wrestling in the beginning, then everybody else does all the work. And then uh, Great Okan does his Mongolian chops and his nuttiness. I, I think this is another one. I think this is going to be a great match. Rapongi Vice is a great team. FTR is a great team. Jeff Cobb is awesome. I mean, this is another one. I, I predict FTR, but, uh, you know, my larger prediction is, again, I think this is going to be a very, very good match. I would be shocked if FTR doesn't win this match. I feel this one, uh, to me, it feels like an out, an obvious outcome. Now, I could be totally wrong, but I just feel like right now FTR is on the roll of their life. So I feel like keeping that going, and they just kind of seem like the stronger team out of the three for me here. So I feel like it definitely has to be FTR here. And well, there's two things. There's two things. So uh, when we talk about Moxley and Tanahashi, and I guess we could also talk about the IWGP World Heavyweight title. But um, you got to think about the, the politics of all of this. Like, if 
AEW is winning a New Japan title, then New Japan should be winning an AEW title. So if you look at the show and in your predictions, you don't predict anybody from New Japan winning an AEW no, title. I don't think I do. No. Then, then, then it is possible that FTR loses this match and then they go to Japan and they win everything on a New Japan show. So that would be your, your trade-off. I don't know if that's going to happen, but, you know, I'm sure FTR, I'm sure that, you know, it's a dream to win the IWGP tag team titles. It's not the dream to necessarily win it on this show. If, if they could, if they lose, if Great Khan and Jeff Cobb win the ROH tag team titles here on this show, and then maybe uh, the G1 finals, FTR goes to Japan they win the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles and the Ring of Honor tag team titles on a New Japan show. That's fine. So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they're winning here. I do think they will win the titles. I don't think it needs to be on this show. But then if it does happen on this show, don't you think it would kind of feel like a big deal? Because it's like, okay, like at the Forbidden Door show where we had the joint promote, like the joint companies doing this show, then having FTR win here is like, oh, like, you know, that's something that's going to be like newsy and whatnot and getting some buzz and some traction, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, there absolutely should be a title change on this show. I just don't know which one it's going to be. And uh, I'm not at all opposed to the idea of Tanahashi beating Moxley, as we'll get to. But, uh, you know, yesterday Dave talked about maybe Jay White winning the, uh, the IWGP title. And, uh, you know, if Jay White wins, or I'm not, not, not Jay White, I'm sorry, Hangman wins the IWGP title. I mean, if Hangman wins the IWGP title, then FTR winning the tag titles, that's two AEW team is winning IWGP titles. So, and that's if if that's the case, like if Hangman's going to win the IWGP title, then FTR probably isn't going to win. It would be, uh, you know, them losing. The re- There's a lot of different ways you can go here politically. So, uh, we'll see. A lot depends on all the other matches. But I will predict, I will predict officially that FTR wins. <laughs> I love it. I love it because you were like, okay, this is probably why it's not going to happen. But my prediction is FTR. Well, why it, it, there's a possibility. It might not happen. But I am going to go with, with FTR. <laughs> we got a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson. Thank you so much to Sheldon, uh, who says, I think whoever wins Sunday between Kingston and Jericho loses at blood and guts. Uh, thoughts on this, Brian? Uh, I mean, you know, that's traditional. That's traditional pro wrestling booking, not necessarily traditional AEW booking. But, you know, when I when I made my prediction, it was of the I'm making the assumption the other team is going to win at, uh, at Blood and Guts. So I'm falling into the same uh, trap of, of presuming that's the way they're going to do their booking. And the more I think about it, why am I predicting FTR here? I feel I feel it's going to be FTR like my gut instinct says FTR so that's usually how I kind of go about things I'm like okay this is like what I'm following I feel like for the most part you know you're watching every week you're feeling the vibe I feel like you feel some direction and for me in this specific match I'm like it's it's got to be FTR I didn't put enough thought in all of the winners and losers. I'm going to go back to that one later when I make the rest of my predictions. Awesome. All right, let's get into the next match here. Uh, This next one here is for the AEW Women's World Championship, and it is Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Uh, Brian, 
I kind of feel like we're going to get a title change here. Uh, do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, I can't wait that? to text you on Sunday. Oh, oh, I'll okay. Put, I'll put it this way. I think that Tony Storm should win the title. I See, I disagree with that. I disagree. What? I disagree. I don't think Tony Storm should win the Tony title. Tony Storm should win the title? Here's the thing. But Here's my thing. Her? Yes. And this is why I don't think she should win the title just yet because we waited so long for Thunder Rosa to become champion that I kind of feel like a little bit cheated if she were to lose the title right now because, you know, the rain hasn't been like anything too hot. And that kind of bums me out. Like I would want something a little bit more there. So that's the only reason. But I wouldn't be upset if Tony Storm won because I realize that she's, you know, she's the new kid on the block. She's here. She's, you know, she's a, she's a star, et cetera. I'm a fan of Tony Storm's, but uh, I have a feeling we're, we're going to see a title change but i would be bummed for thunder rosa uh to lose the Bro, title as you well. just did exactly what i did a second ago you gave <laughs> every reason why there's not going to be a title change and then you predicted a title change yeah I'm predicting <laughs> there will not be a title change and thunder rosa is going to retain the title I would like that. I would like that. But I still think Tony Storm is going to win. I would like if Thunder Rosa retained the title because her getting a victory o- over Tony Storm, I think would be huge. I think she needs it for her championship reign. Well, uh, I'll be texting you then to talk about how I was right. By okay. the way, I'm going with my uh, FTR prediction. I'm sticking to it. FTR is winning that match. All right. Okay. Mostly now I- because I think the fans would be furious if they didn't win that match. <laughs> so okay so now i you know this is funny because i said things got competitive with lance storm and i and i think i think it just leveled up here today well, yeah when you gave an excuse when you gave every reason every <laughs> reason for there not being a title change and then you predicted a title change well it, it's, it's 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 i'm torn here i'm torn in this situation brian i'm a big fan of thunder rosa i want to see this her have a legitimate but it has business. to be it has to be there has to be some portion as a viewer as a fan as i'm watching the show i form connections with these people uh so for me i'm like i would love to see thunder rosa defeat tony storm because i think it would be great but i have a feeling they're just going to go with tony storm here uh, i think they think never that go they, with your gut denise don't you know anything about anything <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, guys. Uh, send in your thoughts. Who do you think is taking this one? Send in all your predictions. On top of that, if you want to get your question, comment, or statement read on the air, you are more than welcome to send in a super chat. On top of that, before we go ahead and move on to our next match that we're going to go ahead and talk about, I do want to pull up the Forbidden Door Pick'em Contest and let you guys know that Wrestle Rumble has officially opened this up over on their website at WrestleRumble.com. Head on over there, purchase an entry, and you essentially get to predict things that are going to happen on the show. And you can actually win some money for the Double or Nothing contest. One of my viewers entered. They won. They won $1,000, like legit won $1,000. Now for the rest, for the uh, Forbidden Door Pick'em contest. They have prop questions. You answer the prop questions. The person that gets the most points ends up winning. Some of the prop questions that are going to be asked during this is, will Kenny Omega enter the ring at any point during Forbidden Door? 
Will the Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay match go over or under 17 minutes? Will any tables break during the Moxley or Tana- Moxley versus Tanahashi match? It's simple questions like that that you answer yes or no, give your predictions, and if you're right and you get enough points, you might come into some actual cold, hard cash. The cutoff time to enter this giveaway, excuse me, this contest, is on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Once again, Sunday, 8 p.m. at Eastern time, so right before the pay-per-view. And first place, First place prize is $500. Now, I don't know about you, but I could definitely use $500. So make sure you guys head on over to WrestleRumble.com and enter the Forbidden Door Pick'em Contest. All righty. Awesome. <laughs> we got a couple of super chats here to read. Uh, this one is from AW Mark 2018 who says, if FTR wins, then, Tani- then Tanahashi wins the title. Uh, wait for CM Punk. Well, we may as well talk about that right now. All right, let's get into it. I am very torn, but I must put my prediction in, correct? So, okay, so we're getting into this one right now. We're getting into John Moxley Tanahashi. Get that graphic up right now. All right, here we go. The graphic is up. We're talking about it. Thoughts? Well, John Moxley is awesome. And John Moxley is... uh, he is the forbidden door, as we've talked about. He is the one that kept this thing alive when everybody was telling him, stop going to New Japan. Why are you going to New Japan? He kept this whole thing alive. And if anybody, if you, you know those fans go, you deserve it, they bound it. If any man deserves to win this title on this show, it is John Moxley. If it were my company, if I were Tony Khan, which I'm not, nor am I paid by Tony Khan, if I were Tony Khan, I also would make John Moxley the champion. But I am predicting that Hiroshi Tanahashi is winning this title. Why, you ask? Well, <laughs> you just got because. mad at me because I did that with the women's championship. No, this is different. It feels the same. No, let me continue. So, the original match was CM Punk and Hiroshi Tanahashi, right? Right. Okay. That match didn't take place. Tony books all sorts of things for a reason. Therefore, I believe that Tanahashi is going to win this title and then... He is going to go on, and they will do the CM Punk Hiroshi Tanahashi match that they were going to do originally. This time, instead of being for the AW title, be for the AW and the interim title. So I believe that Tony is just going to do what he planned to do, and because Punk is unavailable now, Tanahashi will win the title and hold it until Punk is available, and then they will do the match. Now I'm sure everyone's saying, "Well, I uh, what about the G1?" The whole point of an interim title is because your champion's got to be around. Well, uh, I believe that Tanahashi is only scheduled for one Wednesday in the G1, which means, uh, and it would be like quite the, uh, fl- quite the number of flights, but he could go back and forth during the G1 and appear somewhat regularly on AEW television as the champion. So I could look very foolish on Sunday, but I am predicting that Tanahashi wins the interim 
AEW title. Now, question for you. How do you think the AEW fans would feel about that? Let's talk about the ones that maybe don't watch New Japan, that just watch AEW and feel that it should be an AEW guy. What do you think the reaction to that is? Bro, it's forbidden door. You can't go and think only AEW guys can win. The whole point of the show is that these New Japan guys should win. This also, Tanahashi takes the AEW title. FTR takes the tag team titles. There's your 50-50 political split. Okay, so you're going with Tanahashi here. Yes, I'm going with Tanahashi. Okay, now I, I got to be honest with you. I'm torn on this one mainly because I can't see Tanahashi losing. But because we do have the interim AEW World Championship on the line, I'm leaning a little bit more towards John Moxley. But something tells me that Tony Khan may not want this to feel like a predictable match. So I have a feeling that it's also going to be Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, man. That's kind of where I'm heading towards. <laughs> is Will people like it or not? I have no idea. We do have a super chat here from Christopher Spires who says, I think AEW guy needs to win the title, not the New Japan guy. Bro, it's forbidden door. It's it's New Japan versus AEW. There, I think that most fans, maybe most fans want Moxley to win, but I think most fans want to see a title change. What's the point of Forbidden Door if you just do a bunch of matches and like nobody from one promotion wins another promotion's title? You have the opportunity here in two matches to switch titles and then Punk can win the title back from uh, from Tanahashi, uh, you know, uh, all out. And then, uh, you know, FTR goes to uh, Japan. They can they can lose the titles whenever back. It doesn't matter. But uh, or have them come here. There's a million ways you can go. You get FTR. Fans will be super happy. If uh, FTR uh, wins those those tag team titles, and I think I think a lot of fans would be very happy if they got to see Tanahashi become the AEW champion. We have a super chat here from Yasser uh, Awade who says, "Brian, you're the goat, brother. Awesome stuff here. Thank you, thank you, Yasser." <laughs> And let's go ahead and get into uh, this next match here. Uh, the next one that we are going to go ahead and talk about. Uh, this is for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. We got Malachi Black versus Pac versus Miro versus Tomohiro Ishii. So, Brian, here I feel like there are a lot of options for who can become the inaugural champion here for the All-Atlantic Championship. Who's your pick? Oh, man. I need a four-sided coin. I mean, literally, uh, I I don't think it's going to be Ishii. Unless whatever they do, like, they need a New Japan guy to win something. So, uh, it's Malachi, Pac, or Miro. And you can make an argument for every single one of them. Uh, House of Black is a hot act right now. So, you could say Malachi should become the champion. Uh, Miro has been around for quite a while and, uh, you know, he could, he could come back to win a big one here or, you know, what I was talking about when this title was first announced with Dave, you know, they call it the all Atlantic title, but this could be like stardom's high speed title. It's always going to be held by somebody that does absolutely blow away spectacular stuff facing other people that do all out spectacular blow away stuff. That's case Pox a champion. And Pac faces your Dante Martins and your Phoenixes and you trade the title amongst guys like that. So, uh, and you know, he, he crosses the Atlantic here and there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picking Pac. Okay. 
I was going to go for Pac too, but I was going for him more so just because I think out of like Miro, Black, and uh, and uh, and himself and Pac, I legitimately think that he kind of needs it the most. So that's why I was going with Pac along the lines. But if we had Malachi Black or Miro win, I do think, again, that you can make an, ar- an argument for them to win as well. So here we go. Next match. We got Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP US Championship. Uh, Brian, what were your thoughts in terms of Orange Cassidy being made the opponent for Will Ospreay? I mean, I'm still mad at Orange for beating me for the uh, internet title or whatever it was. But I was flabbergasted. And uh, this is nothing against Orange Cassidy, but... uh, I was flabbergasted. And, you know, Andrade claims that he was supposed to be the original opponent. And that match would have been absolutely fantastic. And uh, the issue isn't even so much anything about Orange Cassidy other than, number one, he's been out for so long with an injury. You know, he's he's had championship matches. But, you know, of late, he's just, you know, sort of been a guy. And so I was I was very surprised. I would be baffled if he beat will osprey i do think they're gonna have a way better match than a lot of people are expecting i think the match is gonna be great and i think will osprey wins i completely agree will osprey for the win and i'm actually really looking forward to this match because i think orange cassidy is gonna have a good one with will osprey so i'm very much looking forward to that one uh next up we got here uh zach saber jr versus a mystery opponent uh this was obviously supposed to be brian danielson but he made the announcement on dynamite that he uh had found an opponent for zach saber jr so brian uh who do you think is that mystery opponent well, originally, obviously, this match was uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson. And uh, I don't know who was going to win. I would bet that if, uh, if you allowed a Brian Danielson to pick a winner, he would put over Zack Sabre Jr. I don't know what their original plan was. In, in old school pro wrestling booking, if you have... And, and they never announced this match, so this kind of doesn't really count. But, you know, if people are expecting a certain match... And one guy's out and you put a replacement in, the replacement usually wins. So people feel like I got my money's worth. Like it was a replacement, but he won. So uh, the other thing is, let's say it's Cesaro. And uh, and it's it, A, it's Cesaro's debut. And B, after his debut, he's going right to blood and guts on Wednesday, a big time match. I don't beat Cesaro. So, uh, but Zack Sabre Jr. is a very big star in New Japan. He's in the G1. He is probably going to potentially win his block in G1. So I don't know who's winning this match. I guess I have to pick uh, the replacement, uh, who I presume is Cesaro, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I have to pick him, but I mean, this is one where, you know, if you pick Zack Sabre Jr. and you want to text me that day and gloat, like, I'm not going to be that. <laughs> I'm going to pick Zack Sabre, Zach Sabre Jr. then, just so then I can glow afterwards. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It's a point. Like, it, it, there's a great argument for either guy. And, like, if it is a sorrow, the funny thing is, like, I just feel that Zack Sabre Jr. should win the match, but because it would be Cesaro's debut and he's going right, like, I don't feel like that's a good way to debut a guy, to beat him, and then he goes right. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. But I, I, will predict, I will predict the replacement is Cesaro and that he wins. 
We have a super chat here. This is from Cincinnati who says, is there any update on CM Punk and will he appear at Forbidden Door? Brian, do you have anything to add? I mean, I don't think that he couldn't appear. I mean, I I think it would be pretty cool if uh, whoever wins the interim title, like you could do a deal where CM Punk comes out and presents the interim title to the winner and then lets him know, like, as soon as I'm back, I'm taking it. I mean, you could, I don't, I don't think there's, that's out of the realm of possibility at all. He's absolutely not going to work, but I think that, that it would actually be pretty cool if he, if he handed the belt to the winner and then let him know that they're next. Agreed. And I kind of would like to see him, you know, at least pop into the pay-per-view. All right. So I know we got a little bit left of time here. So we got the last match to talk about the match. I'm actually most looking forward to here. And this is for the IWGP heavyweight championship. We got Jay White, Hangman Page, uh, Okada and Adam Cole. Uh, Thoughts on the announcement for this match and especially it being a fatal four way. And uh, do you expect the the title to change hands at all? You know, I don't think the title is going to change hands. I I see Jay White retaining the title. It's possible that the whole reason they put the title on Jay White was so Okada could win it back at this show. So I don't rule that out. Um, you could have like Hangman Page or Adam Cole win it, but neither of them are in the G1. And one of the things they always do in G1 is, you know, the champion takes a loss or two to set up title matches down the road. So having a G1 without the champion in it, you could do anything you want. But I think that the G1 is going to be you can you can book New Japan further towards the Tokyo Dome by having the champion in the G1. So I think it's either going to be Okada or Jay White. Um it depends on if you believe that Okada lost the title so that he could win it back here, which, you know, I would bet that he doesn't win it back because I feel if he were going to, they would have done a better job uh, putting him into this match as opposed to waiting until the go home show as a last minute. It feels like a last minute, like he was at it. So I will predict Jay White retains the title. Uh, that was my prediction heading into this as well. And I don't know who I'm, ex- I'm expecting either Hangman Page or uh, or Adam Cole to get the pin here in this match. But I am expecting JY to actually uh, retain his championship here. Uh, so, Brian, I know that you have to go. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and, uh, you know, if you have to go, we, we can go. Or if not, if you have an extra minute, I'll go ahead and read the last two Super Chats and we can go from there. Hey, do the super chats. Okay. This These one is from- paid. I know. I want to make sure. AW Mark 2018 says TK said uh, at, that the All Atlantic title is for other promotion fighters to come to AEW and fight for the belt, New Japan, and other promotions. He said it today, says AW Mark 2018. And then we have another super chat from uh, Jorge Sandoval who says, uh, I get someone say this on a different review, but the idea of Filthy facing Zack Sabre Jr. since Moxley initiated Filthy to uh, Blackpool uh, Blackpool Combat Club and the Defy show, I still think it's Claudio. Uh, thoughts on this, Brian? Uh, I, man, uh, I would love to see Filthy Tom against Zack Sabre Jr., and in fact, I, uh, I suggested that on our show. And uh, the issue is he's, he's actually in town, which is interesting. But uh, I think he's booked somewhere else, I think the same day. 
So he would have to cancel out that booking, which I suppose is possible. But uh, the only thing, I love Filthy, but the AEW audience, the way that Brian Danielson built up Filthy for, or, and up, not Filthy, the way he built up the opponent, if it were Filthy, I do think that people would be upset that it was not Claudio. So I think that it should be Claudio because that seems to me who everybody is expecting. And uh, he is a much bigger star than Filthy. And so, uh, you know, if Danielson hadn't done that promo, I'd be all in on Filthy being the opponent for, for Zack Sabre Jr. But uh, the other thing that they, I think that they, they uh, on TV said that uh, whoever this is, is the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club. So I think that would require Filthy to have signed an AW contract. And we know he's under contract in New Japan because he's doing the G1. So I don't think it's going to be Filthy. Although, personally, I would love to see Filthy versus Zack Sabre Jr. in Forbidden Door. Agreed. And thank you so much to George for also sending in this super chat. Alrighty. So that is a wrap for the show. Brian, I want to thank you so much for coming on here today. I had a blast doing the show with you. Thank you so much. Before we go, please let the people know where they can follow you, where they can support, etc. Well, uh, everything is wrestlingobserver.com. Uh, everything you need to know is up there. Uh, we do podcasts. I do uh, two podcasts a day, sometimes three. We've got 13,000 archived shows, every show I've done since 2005, so you can never listen to them all. Uh, that's all up there at WrestlingObserver.com, video.f4wonline.com. If you want to watch the shows on video, you can do that. My Twitter's at Brian Alvarez, and uh, my cameo, F4WOnline. And uh, you can grab cameos from the lovely shores of the Pacific here, which is not the home of the All-Atlantic title. <laughs> awesome brian thank you so much for everybody watching please do not forget to give this video a like subscribe to the channel and all of the links below to follow brian are in the description box below until next time we'll see you guys later bye everyone thank you